Doctrine and Devotion is proud to be sponsored by Dwell, the most innovative audio Bible app available. Dwell is like the Spotify of Scripture because of how they've made it easy to explore the catalog of Holy Scripture in very creative ways. Stay tuned for more details or just head on over to dwellapp.io. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hurry up. What's going on? What do you hurry up with? What? I gotta go. Why? Because I gotta meet with someone. Who are you meeting with? Wait, wait. Today well, I, is I gotta, Friday. I gotta meet We're with recording someone. on Friday. Yeah. What are you meeting with? I gotta, you know, just be someone. Are you meeting with the Earls? I might be meeting with a Earl. You're meeting with Greg Earl. Uh, well, be- did you just meet with him last night for discipleship group? For community group, yeah. For community group? And then the night before for discipleship group. You need three nights of Greg? Well, that's exactly where we're going. We're just going we're gonna to watch uh, a couple episodes. And, and uh, what are you going to watch? See, just an episode, some I show. Know, I, I'm dying to know what episode you're listening to. No, why? I, why? I, I genuinely... See, people think... Listen, we don't put skits together. I don't know what he's talking about, right, guys? So, like, we don't script this out. Like, he's, he's talking about this thing. I genuinely want to know. So what? I feel like you're going to judge me. I will not judge you. I, judgment-free zone. Just judgment like where I work zone? out. Mm-hmm. Fine. Peaky Blinders. No, why would anybody have a problem with that? That's a good show. Yeah, so you know just how some people You can watch be. it for the style, though. You watch it because you think those guys look sharp. I do love. They look good. I do love what they wear. Now, what, what season are you on? Season five. So you, you, you've watched Peaky Blinders before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, no. So Greg and I watch, uh, we, we watch these episodes, this season together. I'm so really surprised. So every episode we watch, yeah. It's a very masculine show. I'm surprised well, you watch it. You I'm just, Greg, I get. <laughs> I don't get you watching <laughs> no, it. No, you know, I love Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders is good. Yeah, so I like come on. Some Greg's Peaky texting. I gotta, you know. All right, let's wrap it up let's, then. Yeah, so I can, Let's do it. Let's so do it. I can go, go with them. Well, um, Jimmy, we're, we're, we're talking about, Reformed theology all the time and what it means yep. to be reformed. We're talking about 1689 and all that. And uh, based on an email that we recently got, I thought it would be good for us to talk about confessional subscription. Uh, subscription, not in terms of subscribing to your favorite podcast, which hopefully you subscribe to Doctrine and Devotion through oh, your and favorite then you go, yep. iPod catcher. And then you go uh, share it because sharing is caring. That's right. Uh, but subscribing to a confession is one of those essential components of being reformed. You're not really a reformed church or a reformed person if you don't subscribe to a reformed confession. So to subscribe to a confession is essentially to be in agreement with and to affirm a particular confession. Hmm. And then that subscription will be reflected in the teaching and practice of the church or your ministry if you're an individual. Okay. Right? So when we talk about these reformed confessions, Jimmy, what are some of the main examples that people think about? Yeah, I mean, well, you've got the uh, uh, the three forms of unity, the Belgic Confession, mm-hmm. the Canons of Dort, uh, the Heidelberg Catechism. I like that. Yeah, you've got uh, the Westminster Confession of Faith. You got the uh, the Savoy Declaration, and then of course, of course. The 1689 Second London Confession. Mm, Will you save the best for last? last. <laughs> <laughs> Doritos, okay. Okay. Wait, what? What? No, is that part of the song? No. That's not, that's save not the, the best for last was like a late 80s, oh. early 90s song. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I thought it was part of a jingle. Okay. No? Okay. Um... So those are those are those are the main confessions that people think about. And when you subscribe to a confession, there yep. are two general, very basic ways 
in which you subscribe. You can subscribe to a confession because it is built. And we're going to avoid the Latin terms here, right? Because we don't know Latin. You don't know Latin. So we're not going to mm-hmm. get into too much of the Latin here. Uh, you subscribe to a confession because it is biblical. Or what? Or you subscribe to a confession insofar as it is biblical. All right. So um, I know what you're doing here. What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Mm. All right. Spit it out. Nope. You're not going to get me on this. I'm not trying to get you. No. Yes, you are. What am I trying to do? Uh, that. There is no two different ways. It's either, it's this. It's just the one. No, it's both. Yeah, no. It's, it's both. Uh, because it's biblical or insofar as it is biblical. Mm-hmm. Same thing, Joe. Nope. Nope. You're not going to make not. me look dumb. You're Here's, not going to do all it. All right, let me break it down for you. Here's mm-hmm. what it means. To subscribe to a confession because it is biblical means that you take the confession as is. You have no issues at all with the doctrines or the wording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. It, to subscribe to it insofar as it is biblical means that you may take... Uh, uh, one part or more of the confession that is non-essential, either in the wording or in a particular doctrine, and say, well, I, I disagree here in this particular area, and those those uh, disagreements would be called exceptions or scruples in Reformed parlance. So, for example, Jimmy, mm. some people take exception to the notion that the Pope is the Antichrist, the Antichrist. Yeah. Other people might take exception to some aspects of Sabbath keeping. Yep. So those are the two ways in which, in general, uh, that's a little confusing how they word that because it sounds like the same thing. You know, same same thing or same thing. Same thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to be useless tonight with Greg. You're going to be all right. <laughs> all right. So here's the thing: there is a really helpful article put out by Robert Gonzalez okay. uh, on subscription, and so we'll link to that in the show notes. Go check it out. And here he talks about the various levels, six different ways in which people subscribe absolute subscription historical subscription full subscription system subscription that's us substance subscription uh, of one sort and then substance subscription of another mm, jimmy see, that's a lot that that's the way you that's do too it too much the two that's, ways is better no, the two, the two ways, ways is better the two ways sounded exactly the same the, oh really it's not exactly because the same? it is biblical in so far as it is biblical yeah, either it is biblical yeah or, or it's so far biblical <laughs> Okay, I'm not, I don't even have to say who the dummy is right now, but it's definitely not Robert Gonzalez. All right, Jimmy. I'm proud of that. You're really happy with this, aren't you? All right, so what does Robert Gonzalez say absolute sus- subscription is? So he writes, absolute subscription requires the individual to subscribe to the entire creed or confession ex animo and without any exceptions to wording, phrases, or doctrines, this view was adopted and practiced in the 16th and 17th centuries by the Lutherans, Dutch Reformed, Scottish Presbyterians. Accordingly, one might legitimately refer to it as the classical Protestant view of subscription. All right. So that that's pretty obvious what that is. Yep. Absolute. Everything. All right. No problem. Number two, historical subscription. You're going to like this, Jimmy. Yeah. Because it's really... Put together by James Renahan. James the man Renahan? Our man, Jim Renahan. The OG? In his paper titled Confessional Subscription, he introduces the category of historical subscription and likens it to the view of strict constitutionalism that is used in American constitutional parlance. Uh, According to Renahan, Gonzalez says, this view focuses on the original intent of the framers of the creed or confession in view and requires the subscriber to agree and affirm with that intent. One might argue that this approach is simply absolute subscription applied in a later historical context. So uh, this to me is very good. Um, I think 
this should be a necessary part of absolute subscription. Uh, I, I would just say it's a part of absolute subscription. Otherwise, you're going to make up your own definitions and interpretations and ignore how it was put together by the framers. Mm. That seems weird. So I like this historical subscription. I think it's, it is probably just a, a cleaner way to talk about absolute subscription. But what about full or strict subscription? Huh. All right, Gonzalez. All right. Mm-hmm. I see what he did here. That's exactly the same as absolute subscription. He's just trying to make sure he has six points. He only had five, <laughs> and he said, I need to have six, so I'm not, you know, a five-point Calvinist. Oh, uh, he, didn't wanna, he is a five No, but he didn't want to be too on the nose. Oh, he'd be a little more subtle. So he made, okay, full or, or strict subscription. Okay. Like absolute subscription. See? Mm-hmm. Like absolute subscription. So there's similarity. Full subscription requires a person to subscribe to the entire creed or confession because it is biblical. Very good. Unlike. Okay, oh, continues. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unlike absolute oh, subscription, so however, dissimilarity. Mm, dissimilarity. full subscription allows the, the subscriber to take exception to words or phrases, but not to any doctrines. So this is these are soft exceptions or scruples, right? Okay, okay. So you're like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying I disagree with what it's saying about the I Sabbath. I just don't like the words. I don't used like the f- word that's used here hmm, because I'm smarter somehow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, the 1689 is a little smarter than the uh, Westminster based on some of the word choice, but well, oh, we'll talk about that oh. at another date. You haven't even heard Presbyterians admit that. Um, so. So here you've got the first level at which, like, well, you can, there's some sort of exception, but it's based on wording, not doctrine, right? Yeah, yep, exactly. But then there's system subscription, and this is where Jimmy and I fall. System subscription is the product of the early American Presbyterianism. Advocates America. of, yeah. that's right, America. Uh, advocates of this view include old school Presbyterians like Samuel Miller, Charles Hodge, B.B. Warfield, J. Gresham Machen, John Murray, Donald Trump. These are the guys. <laughs> no, okay. Obviously not Donald Trump. So uh, these are the guys that really champion this view. System subscription requires the adoption of the confessional standard as a whole, but it allows for non-essential doctrinal exceptions. So, and typically what's probably most common these days are tweaks or variants to the Sabbath issue. That seems to be particularly in Presbyterian contexts, the most the more common exception um, mm-hmm. in my understanding. And so we, Jimmy and I have an exception that we do uh, have or a scruple with the 1689 on the Sabbath. We've talked about that at length. We do believe that the fourth commandment is binding and that in the new covenant, it does happen on Sunday on the Lord's day that we should keep this command that we should keep the Sabbath. But we believe that the Sabbath is kept not during a 24-hour period of time, but we do believe it is kept when the church gathers together as one people under word and sacrament, and that you can't even really keep this new covenant uh, uh, observance of the of this command or principle outside of that gathering. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're in the minority there, but that's just where our conscience lies as we begin to under, you know, seek to understand Scripture. So number five, uh, substance uh, of the evangelical faith subscription. So there's two substances. This one Mm -hmm. is of the evangelical faith. Uh, So uh, Gonzalez writes, substance subscription is the nomenclature assigned to those approaches of confessional subscription that require adherence to a set of core doctrines within the confession. So long as the minister or candidate affirms belief in and commitment to the core doctrines of the confession, whatever they may be, his subscription is deemed sufficient. Moreover, substance subscription normally doesn't require the subscriber to identify his exceptions Ooh, to the confession. A little squishy. Mm. A little squishy now. Yeah, it's kind of like you can. He's like, 
Yeah, you can you can say you agree with it and then not share where you don't. Mm. Don't like that. Feels like you're kind of trying to sneak in through the side door. Little sneaky sneak. Little sneaky sneaks. I don't like the sneaky sneak. Well, mm-hmm. I do, but sneaky, not, not in this case. Sneaky substance. Yeah. Uh huh. Sneaky so, substance subscription. So, you, and then there he breaks it down again to a substance of the Christian religion subscription, and here's where he says this allows for liberal theology to make some use of the. Conf- this is my wording of it. Uh, this allows for liberal theology to make some use of the confessions by limiting subscription to only a core of doctrines mm. that are determined by a presbytery or a church or a group. So, in other words, they will determine what is essential, and then you can sort of, like, these are non-essential. This is, like, where the PCUSA lands. Like, I remember I called the church that um, my grandmother used to go to, and I said, because I, I, I'd been there, and uh, I wasn't really getting a gospel vibe or a reformed vibe. And I said, mm. so what are you guys down with Westminster? They said, of course we're Presbyterian. We're down with Westminster, but they're down with the Westminster through a substance subscription view that allows them to say, well, we believe in the Trinity. You know, we, we, we believe that the Bible is the word of God. Mm. Mm. And then they can fudge on the rest. So you can, you can check that out at reformed Baptist blog.com. We'll link to that in the show notes. Subscription is important and oh, extremely important. I mean, some subscriptions are more important than others. Yeah. Like when you subscribe to, uh, you know, our email blast, that's pretty that's important. A, that is a very high level subscription. Yeah. Email blast. You know what's higher than that? Maybe, well, maybe not maybe. guaranteed, but no, maybe no, no. possibly the dwell scripture app. You can subscribe to that app. Mm. It is, it is the scripture listening app you need. Now we've been talking a lot about this, right? This is not just an audio Bible. You can get audio Bibles all over and for free. Those are great. I love those, but this is different here. You can of course, listen to books of the Bible, but with dwell, you can browse all the popular passages, the curated playlists. You can listen to it in four different voices. They're going to be adding more. Uh, You can choose different music beds if you want underneath it and adjust the volume. If you don't want that, you don't have to, you can listen to it online, offline. This is our like jam right now. We love jam! we love the Dwell app. Now, Jimmy, if they subscribe to the seven day free trial, what do they get? You get the Bible in the traditional book and chapter form. You get forty four listing plans that take you through books or themes one day at a time. You get two hundred sixty one curated passages of noteworthy scripture, and that's a great place to begin if you're unsure where mm-hmm. you should start. You get forty four playlists that help you travel through scripture by. Themed Dang. and download audio for listening when you're offline. This is going to be great. You need to get in, and that seven day free trial is going to get you hooked. I'm telling you now, you're going to be hooked. You're going to want to get in. Uh, it's a great resource. I personally love it uh, for my morning commutes. Right yep. for my morning commute, I love it, and uh, it's really great uh, going through uh, the themes. I never actually thought I would be a theme guy. Right. Right? Like You're more of a meme guy. I'm more of a meme guy, not like a meme guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you create an app where I just have memes? gather scripture through memes? Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Jimmy would like aces. He'd love I mean, that. That's like my love language is memes. Anyways, uh, it's great in the morning, though, as I, I'm able to listen to, uh, through scripture on my way to work. You want to look it up in the app browser on your phone or visit dwellapp.io. Now, Joe. Yeah. When we're talking about subscription and and the confessions, right? Mm-hmm. What about how does the, how do confessional churches and Christians like how does this impact us? Right, right. Well, so subscription 
subscription mainly has to do with churches and ministers, right? Um, you subscribe, this church subscribes, this minister subscribes this confession, and that's what allows for uniformity of teaching and safety in the body and all of that. You're asking about church members, and so do church members subscribe? And obviously some church members do, are they're very much like, I love the Westminster or I love the 1689, that's my jam, I subscribe to that. And they would then say how they subscribe, whether it's you know an absolute subscription or more of a system subscription view. Well, we got an email about this recently. Um, the email says, we are planting a church. I'm not going to say where, but we're planting a church somewhere, and we're thinking about what statement of faith we will use. We are strongly considering the abstractive principles. If you don't know what the abstractive principles is, that is the first doctrinal statement penned by Southern Baptists in 1859. Um, it was penned by people who were 1689 people, mm-hmm. uh, but they wanted something very simple that they could use for seminaries and other churches. He says, I know some things in the statement of faith are essential to the faith that all members must believe to be members of the church, but, uh, I'm sorry, I know some things in the statement of faith are essential to the faith that all members must believe to be members of the church, but to be Christian. Okay, his email is jacked up. It all is. Right, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, however, we are... But not to see, be Christian. I know, but I see, I speak jumbled. You speak jumbled? Okay. I speak Go, jumbled. Just, so. Hey, 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 dude, <laughs> if you, you better not come up with your own statement of faith, because you can't even write an email, bro. If you can't write an <laughs> email, subscribe to, subscribe to somebody else's confession, because if you're writing it, church is going downhill. So, however, we are wondering how much of a church statement of faith must a member believe with conviction? Can they struggle with the doctrine of election, but submit to the church that is the church's position on the doctrine i hope this question makes sense well the no. email didn't <laughs> appreciate your guys work grace and peace thank you so much though for reaching out bless yeah yes yeah, send jimmy more emails <laughs> just kidding right, so, as we're talking about this like because yeah i mean it is actually a really important question as you're planting a church and you're trying to have this statement of faith how much then are if that's supposed to be the standard mm-hmm. right then how much of a subscription should right. you subscribe to that yeah to be involved in, uh, to be eligible for membership. Well, it, it's hard, right? Because on one level, you can say, well, we're going to require the affirmation of the confession by all members as far as they are able to understand it. Now, some people might m- make that choice, and it, you have to have that qualifier as far as they're able to understand it. The problem is that, um, New Christians are going to be able to understand very little of it. Yeah. What kind of a what kind of a an on ramp? How long of an on ramp are you going to have for membership? Mm. Um, but yeah, you can require people to affirm the confession as far as they understand it. Uh, I don't think that's generally going to work, especially if you're reaching a lot of people and you want people to join and grow. Because a lot of people they're not going to be able to affirm it uh, all, and uh, they're going to have points of disagreement because of the immaturity of their faith. Even yeah, yeah. So give you got to give them time. Another option is to require affirmation of the confession, but allow for exceptions. So if you're going to be a member, you got to affirm the confession. And if you make an exception, you're going to have to declare that and explain that. Again, Again that's yeah, fine. What you, yeah, but, what do you do with new believers? You're I right. Mean, I, you know what? That, I never could, see. That's why you're a church planter, mm, right there. No, for real. And yeah. actually, I, no, no, just stop it. Mm, I know you get embarrassed, like I'm joking. Mm-hmm. But like, but why would I get that impression? <laughs> I'm not joking though. But for real, I never would have thought of that. And so, you know what? That that right there is a shepherd's heart. Think it through. How do you help individuals that are new? How how can you expect them to subscribe or to understand a confession as they're just learning right. what the doctrines of faith are? And even think about like. Even just Christians in general, the biblical literacy and yeah. theological comprehension is at such a low today yeah. for for many churches. If the people are moving into your town, they're like, wow, man, I like these people. I like this preaching. I think I want to join. 
Pope is the Antichrist. What? Yeah. You want me to, huh? Like what? I, it's going to take time for them to understand yeah. that the Pope is the Antichrist, everybody. <laughs> um, so, uh, the other option is you would require affirmation of a simpler creed or a simpler statement of faith, um, as well as submission to the church's teaching that is reflected in the confession that the church subscribes to. So, in other words, when people join Redeemer, uh, they do not have to endorse our statement of faith, yeah. our confession. They can simply say, uh, well, I, well, they don't have to say anything. What, what they have to uh, affirm is a clear gospel uh, comprehension. Uh, they have to affirm orthodoxy, right? So they have to understand you, 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 the, the, the very basics of Trinitarian theology, mm. very basics of Trinitarian theology, orthodoxy. Uh, they have to affirm that salvation is by grace alone through faith. They basically have to affirm the solas of the Reformation for us. That's what we require of them. Um, but we have people that don't agree with our statement of faith, our, our yeah. confession. We have people that that aren't five point Calvinists. We have people that don't like the doctrine of election. Yeah, we have people that are egalitarian, don't like complementarianism. Yep. And uh, Jimmy, how many? How many hands will it take to to enumerate the number of conflicts that we have had in our twelve to thirteen years from people who oh. are, do not share uh, allegiance to our confession? Um, How many hands would it take? Zero hands. Zero hands, because we've never had drama about this stuff. No. Now this is why it's important. Uh, that's to, not to say we've never had drama, people. We've had drama. We've of had course, drama, and we've had course. trauma with a T. Uh, <laughs> but we don't. People don't get worked up about this because yeah. we're very clear in our membership class, which is four hours long. We say, "Here's who we are. Here's what we teach and believe." If you're joining Redeemer, you are lit. You are joining a church that teaches this, and you're affirming that you're not going to cause an issue if you uh, have exception. Right. So you don't have to believe this, but this is what you're going to get a diet of. And so if you're not causing division, then it's not a problem. And we've never had anybody cause division over any doctrinal issue uh, in our 13 years. Doesn't mean it'll never happen, uh, but what we don't. So they have to say, yes, we're, we would be submissive to the church's teaching. Not that we're going to have to actually go about and, and say those same things, but we're not going to create division. But yeah. uh, if you're going to be a teacher at our church or an elder, then you're going to have to say, yeah, we're going to teach in accordance with and not contrary to this confession of faith. Yep. So, Jimmy, what, what's, what do we want to tell people maybe who are you know newer to confessions? we got a lot of people, a lot yeah, of people listening to the podcast who are new to Reformed theology, uh, new to confessions, and they're, they're just starting to kind of understand, like, hey, there's some value here. Um, what do we want to tell them to do? Yeah, I mean, first, you, it's really, really crucial uh, or just really good for your your own health uh, to explore the confessions, right? Like, so you want to explore the confessions uh, of your church. Figure out what is it that that they are ascribing to. What is it that they're teaching? What is it that the leadership believes? Do they have exceptions? Do they not? Uh, that's a that's a good way to gain a better understanding of the direction of the church. Right. So yeah, you definitely want to spend the time exploring what it is that your local church. Uh, subscribes to and believes. What if they don't, um, maybe their church doesn't have a doctrinal statement or maybe it's real small or maybe it has a really good one. What about other confessions of faith, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to even know those confessions of faith, right? Like to uh, to explore those and, and see what it is that other believers believe uh, believe and so not just like from other churches but even other traditions yeah. right like you know for us we make fun of our presbyterian you know brothers and sisters but 
there's a rich history there. Yeah, obviously. We stole our yeah. stuff from them. Yeah. Uh, we love them. So, and there's, so listen, become familiar with, with all of these things. The, the, the confessions that we have, that we have mentioned, uh, you know, take the time to, to, to read the Belgic, uh, confession. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can, you can try and read the canons of Dort. Um, uh, but the Heidelberg Catechism is, is a great read as well. Westminster, whatever. Um, what we have found, what Jimmy and I found is that the confessions are very helpful tools for our spiritual development. They press us in areas of doctrine and practice that we might not otherwise consider. They bring things to mind that maybe we have uh, sort of left off to the side. Um, a very, very helpful tool. And in fact, uh, you know what? Uh, we had uh, Pastor Brian Malcolm design a website that's going to help you with this. If you are unfamiliar with the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith, or it's also called the Second London Confession of Faith, uh, you can check out our website. We were tired of all of the janky websites out there that had the 1689 on it. They all look terrible. So Brian Malcolm designed one that is mm-hmm. beautiful. And you just go to the1689confession.com. It's for free. No ads, no pop-ups, no weirdness. Just go and get the straight dope from those uh, 17th century brothers and sisters. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DocTionDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Did you say Doctor and Devotion? I feel like you said nope, Doctor and Devotion. Uh, go back and listen. Fresh Pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Later. Doctor. No, later. <laughs> <laughs>